Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. I'm joined by Brandon Jones. Yeah. On the eve of his retirement. Better, uh, n- no better time to do my last Friend Code than this week. It just so happens you were just dying to hear my take on whatever I have to say here in this episode in the last week. This is the officially the Brandon Jones episode of Friend Code. <laughs> yeah. I tell Brandon's like, hey, whatever you want to talk about, we're going to talk about on this episode because... Yeah. Well, if you want to distill, here's what I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. Now, I was I was game and watching, like in the old game and watch, like battery, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. like you know watch battery days. Like I remember there was like an octopus game that I had that was on mm-hmm. game and watch. I don't know if Mario was in all of these. I think I just had like weird like you know old Casio watch like black and white. You know, like I remember playing a lot of those. So when Game of Watch came up again, like Smash Brothers, I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> like I know that I remember playing. You recognize that. that one, but it's not something I directly connected Nintendo with. And I actually believe because didn't Nintendo make like those clamp arms? Wasn't that like because they were a toy company for a while? And I remember that was like one of their big hits. Was like the thing you had a little handle and you'd press the, oh. the trigger and it would clamp the arm down, and so you could like reach and grab stuff. <sighs> And it's like it's actually a tool for people who like need to reach things or you know have trouble like grabbing or holding stuff. But I remember there was like a big hit for Nintendo. I remember saying there was like one of their like early toy hits. I had one of those and I was familiar with it, but still wasn't until and I'd played several Atari games that my brother's friend brought over a Nintendo Entertainment System. I was like, yo, I want to show you this game. And everybody's always like, oh, for me, that was Zelda. Oh, my God, for me, that was the original Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. No. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Punch the first Ooh. Nintendo game I ever saw. Nice. In my house, in my living room. Brings it over, plays it. And this can maybe be one part of our conversation. Because, like, I, I don't know if you, like, remember you. Because I know some of the Nintendo franchises you really didn't you didn't get into until later in life. But, like... My brother was three and a half years older than me, and so was his friend. And I couldn't even fake playing Mike Tyson's Punch. Like I'd played games before, but like this reaction time yeah. and like learning patterns. Like, I haven't played any like fighting games, and granted, there really wasn't a lot. Like Kung Fu was tough, but like it it just wasn't like this. It's was just a whole new era of pain. And just me just being so mad that like I'm a kid. Like, I hear, like, I should be good at this just instinctively. This is driving me nuts. And they were kind of laughing. They were good at it. And then, like, you know, he brought it home. And then my brother, I think my parents just got an Atari because it was fun. But my brother, like, we had, like, a meeting between brothers. And he was like, we got to get ourselves a Nintendo. However we can do it. And we're like, all right. And I, I remember part of it was, like, my parents helping us because I'm sure, like, taxes weren't something we were thinking of at that age. And... But we both, like, pooled our allowance in. We both saved up, split it 50-50. And uh, there's this big glass window in front of my house. And I remember, like, my brother coming down the stairs, like, holding it up. You know, just like, (laughs) we got it, brought it back from, you know, warehouse or Toys R Us or whenever we picked it up. And I was just determined to get good. And neither of us ever beat the game. I think he beat it. I think he told me the ending. And there were a couple times I watched him get all the way to Tyson. I never saw him finish Tyson. But he said he did it. Uh, And I couldn't even... I think uh, uh, I can't remember if it's Macho Man and then Tyson or Macho Man and then Sandman and then Tyson. I think, um, or it's not Macho Man. It's like not Macho. It's like Mister Guapo, dude. What is the? <laughs> well, I know Sandman is the second Sandman, to last. But it's like, yeah, it's like Super Macho Man. Or something. There's another guy with like yeah. just massive, just like huge, huge yeah. muscles, big gray flowing hair. 
And I think he might be the second to last guy. But I just like, I want to ask if you ever had that experience where you had like an older friend or somebody who you like, you were in games at an earlier age, and, and there's certainly like your parents and other friends like couldn't understand it if they were in games, but you still had that like two, three, four year old kid neighbor or something who you're just like, how are you so good at this? Like, I'm just not. Uh, yeah. We, in our group of friends, one of them um, who was one of the first to actually have a Nintendo Entertainment System, um, his older brother would always just be like, we'd play a game like Zelda or Metroid and get like super lost in it and have no idea to do. And he'd just come by and be like, yo, you want me to tell you what to do? And like, we'd try and act, no, we know what to do. And then he'd, he'd start playing and he'd watch and be like, that's not, you, you, that's not the way you're supposed to go. And then he'd be like, he goes, you just leave it out. I'll like beat it for you and come back just tomorrow. Leave it out. <laughs> come back and enjoy the credits. Yeah. So like, he did that for a few games. It's like, we'd have a sleepover, come back next morning. He's like, here you go. It's beat. We beat the game for you already. So it's like, what? <laughs> because, yeah, like, except for like Mario Brothers, I think so many games were just, just kind of hard to process at like that age and yeah just i had not grown up uh, i mean i had not seen video games before nintendo yeah so i the a lot of that stuff was a before my time and b like my family is primarily like you're gonna be like sports you're going to play sports you're going to play soccer you're, you're going to play baseball yeah. so that was like our family and then they only got a Nintendo for me because they made a deal about my grades. They're like, you get these grades on your report card, we'll so get worked. you one. Yeah, it was an incentive, but I think they've ever since they kind of regretted it. They're like, dang, if we known like what this would have led to, like we never would have made that deal with you. But your grades went up for the NES and then went down every day since. Yeah, every day since. Um, no, it was it, it was just like I thought it was a tele. I always tell the story. That was a television, and like that's remote control. I'm like, oh, is this like weird, bad animated cartoons? It's like, right? But you move them, and I was like, I didn't like. It was so foreign to me. Um, and yeah, like it took forever to understand Mario Brothers. So like something like Zelda or Metroid, I was like, oh cool, I'm jumping or I'm swinging a sword, but I have no idea what anything else does. So right. it was just beyond us for a lot of that. So like I remember trying Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh, the first fight's kind of fun. Everything out there. Wow. What What's going on here? Whoa, this is hard. Just literally getting like, hit in the face and collapsing. Like seeing a character like, oh, you know, like I'm flashing red because I'm hurting so bad. Yep. Just, got really yeah. good at mashing the button to try and get back up. I was like, yeah, yeah you got to spam those buttons really fast. And Just like Mario himself coming out like, you suck. You're out. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to Mario's arena. This is, I'm just going to hang out here with the real athletes and maybe try again. Come back later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until like Super Nintendo that I really, you know, started to like realize what I was playing. But yeah, yeah. had a friend with an older brother who would always beat the games and would always kind of be like, "Oh, don't touch that game. It's like you, you guys would be terrible at it and stuff. You shouldn't even bother with it." And like secretly, we're like, "Dude, he's so cool. He like knows how to build these games, man." Whoa. And I, the thing about you know, the NES, it's crazy in terms of like our jobs and looking back was how many games I would have lost my mind over, but I just didn't know I would like them at the time. You know, like you were saying, like there's a lot of games where like this is confusing to me or I don't understand. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff is is ahead of its time. Like one game that I really wonder what my life would have been like if I had tried out and like committed to Final Fantasy on the NES. Like actually committed to like a four-person party you know, going through a fantasy world and leveling up spells and stuff. Like, I was so action-focused. 
and it like if I only see four uh, four or two, you know, in the U.S., totally skipped it. Just was not interesting to me at all. Mm-hmm. Like remember seeing the box art, remember seeing the logo, and knowing the name Final Fantasy. You know, and then like it wasn't until like my you know Japanese friend had brought Final Fantasy six, like the cartridge with six on it. it. Was like I there are parts of this game when I was playing, all I was thinking of was you. And so I think you would like just watch this one part. And then it was just like not only that, it went straight from that to trigger, went from that, you know, um like Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, not Parasite Eve, like just like a lot of games that I would not have played, um that I would not have checked out. And I wonder like if I'd gone that early, would I have like Maybe wanted to play like D and D games on PC, or like uh, I wonder. I wonder yeah. if that it would take me in other directions because I was like, we we're an Apple II E family, so I played a lot of really weird. Played The Hobbit, you know, like played some stuff kind of like that, but just role playing. Didn't get into it until way later. Yeah, I also remember not really being huge into video games even when we got an NES. Like I, I mean, I like Mario Brothers, but a lot of the games we'd get, I just remember you'd play a little bit like the same hour or two of them at most or first level or two and never get past that. Right. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like maybe once I get like who my concept of time back then, who knows what it was like. But like let's just assume like once a week, like, oh, I'm going to play this game, play the first level again, but I can't get anywhere past it. Cool. And that that's what it really was. And like, yeah, I never really like saw that like the need. It was like when Super Nintendo came around. I think it was like you know the better visuals. There was oh, a yeah. little bit like the like the music sounded better. There's a little bit of like a narrative, like oh, like the characters are like have like the dialogue doesn't sound like read weird anymore. It's kind of a little bit more coherent. And I think it was until like yeah that that when I started like actually enjoying the games I was playing. So yeah, there was a thing where I probably you know never got a Super Nintendo or never saw one. It was would have been like yeah, any of these games are cool, but like yeah, they're kind of like you know boring and hard and stuff like that. Move on. Like arcade, like same thing with arcade games. Put in a few quarters, have a little bit of fun for me, and then like move on. It's like it's just like it's a diversionary thing, but it's not something I would get invested in. I don't see myself playing to a game to beat it. I don't see myself like no delusion or ideas that this could be my career at that young age. I was like, nah. But it's funny, even us now are still kind of doing that with Nintendo's online service. And we have like Super Nintendo, 64, SNES, you know, and like Genesis. And it's kind of like that impression with these games. We're like, I'm not going to beat this game. But I'll play a couple of levels until it gets hard and then I'll bounce Same off. Same thing, know? yeah. We're, we're back to the start. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so my brother and I were kind of playing different games. Uh, I think like I gradually got more interested in like what games I would want to go out and buy, but my brother was really interested in them. The Super Nintendo was clearly like my thing. Like that was like we both got it. I think we got it as a present like for Christmas one year. But like I F Zero, you know, Super Mario World right out of the gate because like by that time I had played Super Mario. Like Super Mario One was always just really hard for me. It was two and three I could finish, you know, and like was obsessed with them. So the time like World came out, Super Castlevania Four, like uh, yeah. So before even I got into six and Chrono Trigger and some of like the best games on that, the best most like multi-hour adventures on that system, um, even like Clay Fighter and stuff. I was <laughs> playing, but I was just curious. So I got th- shout out to Nintendo Life. Um, so I got these like uh, the box arts. I want to go through the NES library okay. and just shout out to the random games I played because they were not Metroid, they were not Final okay. Fantasy, they were not some of the major ones. Uh, did not play to this date. Have never beat the original Legend of Zelda. Was all about Link Two, Zelda Two: Adventures of Link. Um, 
Damn, that game was hard. My brother, my brother was able to get to the boss where you fight yourself, but then we could, was that the final boss? That's the very end. Yeah, of the game, I remember yeah. watching him fight that, and he was like, "Just he's like, watch me just get wrecked by this thing. There's nothing I could do." And you could save it, right? So he could. So yeah, you save the game. You, yeah, both the original and that yeah. have sa- like save progress. I just remember. So it, I don't you remember just had to like get back it. to where you were. Yeah, um, but that was the kind of thing where like he's like. He's like, I can, I can take another crack at this, but we're just not, we're not gonna finish this game unless you can beat this guy. I'm like, I can't. Uh, totally miss Kirby. Totally miss Metroid. Ninja Gaiden. I think I did. Mm-hmm. I remember Ninja Gaiden from my youth, but I don't remember if it was the NES. But it must have been, or maybe I played it at a friend's house. Um, Star Tropic. Shout out to Ryan Stevens. Never played it, but that's one of his faves. <laughs> Definitely played a ton of Super Mario 2, which I know is, uh, um, mm-hmm. is it Doki Doki. Or Do- Doki Doki Panic. Yeah. Yeah, um, super, but it's Super Mario Bros. to USA. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, Doctor Mario played on the Game Boy. Did not ah, play on the NES. Okay. Played a lot and uh, played Castlevania one and two. Never played three. Okay. I, and again, another one of those things where, like, if I was able to go back through time and like wear shades and like pretend to be not me and just bump in, like, "Yo, little kid," like, "What?" Like, play Castlevania three. Like, don't I know two burnt you out of the franchise because it was so like, yeah, two was like ominous and creepy, but I just didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, I just it's, couldn't. I don't think I got past like the first like like the first town screen and then like one screen over. I'm like, wait, what? I think on later here? I bumped into a friend and I was like, yeah, I never finished two. And they were like, I could finish two forty five minutes. It just brought out a guide and like I just watched them just fly. Yeah, two. And I was like, I, oh, cool. That was what I did. I did a. I, I decided to go in on it because I never really played it. Tried to beat a, like no information. Had to look up one item what it did. Right. And then after that, the, was yeah. able to finish it. And, and the I'm classic like, like they're crouching in the corner of that one. It's screen, very like, much like Zelda two minus like the overworld map. If I had known Castlevania 3, like three playable oh, characters man, yeah. and all that stuff, I would have for oh, sure yeah. jumped back in. Rygar, definitely remembered Rygar. Oh. Didn't own it. Friend owned a Ry- a Rygar. Battletoads, uh, Double Dragon 1, I played a ton of. Didn't play any of Battletoads. Contra. Oh, yeah, lots of Contra. Here we go. Yep. Such an easy NES game to get into. Talk about a game where you don't need, like, has have you have you finished Contra? Has anybody finished yeah. it? Like. Ah. Well, not then, not back yeah. then. Back then, it would be like the sleepover game where, like, we're gonna try yeah. again. Like, we're gonna keep With getting the game better. Game Genie, I finished Contra, Dude, but like one of the great co-op games. Like, that game was yeah. something I loved to play with other people. It felt weird to not play it with someone else. It felt like yeah. that was the way it was meant to be played. Well, it's kind of like the difficult games now, even still, is like you know the reason why you want to keep playing Elden Ring is because you can kind of see where you messed up. You mm. can see, you can kind of tell. Okay, okay. That one attack, I just keep forgetting it's winding up to do that. And like every little white bullet, <laughs> just, yep. like, just not paying You're attention. Like, now I, ah! I can see how I could have dodged that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. Uh, a lot of sports stuff. It's funny. I think yeah. I think like tennis, super tennis. I played a lot on Super Nintendo. And again, I think golf. I played on Game Boy. I think a lot of that stuff. If I was gonna sit with a game for a long time, a sports game like that was gonna be something I was gonna play in the backseat of my of the car. Yeah, Tecmo Bowl, missed out Battletoads. No, oh. trying to think if we can land on some because I know there's some ra- there's some super random ones in there. Faxonadu. Okay, never got into that. Faxonadu was great because that was the Christmas present that was shaped like an NES box. And I was like, that's an NES game. And then the night before Christmas, I'm like, okay. Aunt Cindy and <laughs> Uncle Uncle Jim, let's do this. And I like, and it's folded on the side. It's taped on the side. Yeah. So I just <laughs> open up the tape and then hold fold it down. And I see the word Faxonadu. And I'm like, what the f- Faxonadu? What the hell is that? Um, a, a decent side-scrolling like adventure. It's it's like yeah. adventure-y. It's, it's got action stuff, but it's like 
like Souls-ish almost, where you really got to know, like, I got to go upstairs through that door. And um, Yoshi didn't get into Yoshi at all in the Neither did I. Adventure Island, hell yeah. Um, that's that is a very interesting. Of course, Duck Hunt, Excite Bike, definitely play a lot of Excite Bike. Mega Man, I missed entirely. I've never really been a big Mega Man guy. Oh, Bubble Bobble, I played in the arcades. Did not play that on the NES. Uh, Castlevania, of course. My God, Castlevania, over and over. Dragon Warrior One, not not knowing what franchise I was getting into uh. here. Not knowing, even years later, what's this Dragon Quest thing I heard of? Not have any idea. Did not play two. Uh, didn't play Final Fantasy in the NES. Played Dragon One all the way through, oh. all the way to the end. Loved it. Dragon Quest Dragon Warrior One. Uh, Ice Claimer, no. Metal Gear, not until later. I think Metal Gear I bounced off of because it was like, what's same? It was a game. Like, what's going on? Run, walk around the few first few screens. Where do I go? Probably get dying or yeah. caught, and it's like, well, so much for this game. Barely understanding that like the car took me somewhere. Yeah, like getting out of the truck. Like what? Just, yeah. What just happened? The car shook, and now I'm over it. What? Yeah. Again, is Kojima? You know, ahead of its time. Although that wasn't even the game. Like he didn't. Like Kojima had nothing to do with that, right? The NES version. What? Because that was MSX, right? Or that was no, that that's him. It was the there's a super there's a sorry an NES version of Metal Gear Two called Snake's Revenge. Snake's Revenge. That's so that not okay. have anything to do with that. Donkey Kong didn't really get into uh, golf, of course. Ghosts and Goblins, and especially the Super version. Uh, <laughs> was, I almost broke the controller. Kid Icarus, I did play a lot of. I remember Kid Icarus, like probably one of the best, just like themes, just right away. Obviously Zelda and everything, but like. Um, just really, I never really liked the vertical dun, games dun, that we like keep going up vertical. Like those were just weren't for me when I was like a kid. Hard, to, yeah, hard to kind of wrap your brain around. Like, yeah, where am I, like do I now go to the right? Or yeah, where I, it was yeah. a little. I wasn't the best at platforming. Tetris at played on Game Boy. That was Ducktales. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think I beat Ducktales, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There's another one. The older brother, uh, friend's older brother, would beat for us. But like, we loved. Just playing the stages to hear the music, so, like just go to the moon. Like I just want to walk around the stage. Like just that was a game. I even as a kid, I remember just wanting to hear that music. Uh, Galaga. I think I think a friend might have had Galaga. I always get Galaga. Oh no, Galaga is Galaga. Galaga. I played in uh, arcades. R type and what else am I thinking of? They're like the two that are always put together. Gradius. 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 Yeah. Uh, I um, I think I played that through friends. Rad Racer. Oh Hell yeah. yeah, a lot of Rad Racer. Changing the radio stations in Rad Racer. I forget about that. They're like three different radio three stations. Goggles or something that mm-hmm. was with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original. Didn't play the second one. Played the original. Oh. Had no idea where to go. I think. I think there was one point in the Overworld where I just. It was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think I ever beat that game. I could get to Mecha Turtle. I think I beat him once ever in my life, but like never could get past the part after that. Um, and like, loved arcade. TMA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, was like one of my favorite NES games. I remember the first nerd video I ever, I think I ever watched was Top Gun because it's like one of the funniest oh, damn things God. in the world. And then immediately when I when I was like, okay, this guy's amazing. What else has he done? And I found out he had done TMNT for the NES. I like, I I've never clicked on a video so fast in my life. <laughs> I was like, please rip this game apart. And it's it's a special video if you haven't God. never seen it. Uh, Top Gun, the game infuriated me. At which, yeah, I think everything I, about it just infuriated Bionic me. Bionic Commando didn't. Loved hockey though. Ice hockey? hockey, yeah. I think I probably played. Did a like bit that. Of that. Um, yeah, so much Mega Man on this system, and I never got around to it. Wario's Woods, no, no, never played that. I think the, the, there were more Adventure Islands, but I think I just played the first Adventure Island. Batman, the video game, of okay. Horse, of course. Ducktales two didn't play. Fester's Quest. Oh, oh, you played that? I never yes. really played that. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, wow. And I think the nerd did that. And one of the great things about Fester's Quest is there's one gun you have that's like a circle attack. But there's some areas that are so like the corridors that are so condensed that it just hits the side of the corridor and stops. So you have like something jumping at you and you're like, I physically can't attack this thing because it is such a wide arc that it's it's just stopping when it hits the wall. Jackie Chan's action kung fu? No. Mm. Load Runner played on Apple. Didn't play on uh, the NES. But um, uh, yeah, Simpsons, no. Played the arcade oh, so version. You, so you never played like, uh, was it Bart uh, versus Space Mutants? Or it was all in like the arcades. That? It was just the just Simpsons the arcade, arcade game. game. Yeah. yeah, that was like. I think I was kind of stepping out of the Simpsons, or I didn't. I just didn't need to explore the the Springfield via video game. That just didn't make sense to me. Interesting, because at that age, yeah, like it was something that did watch on TV. That the Bart versus Space Mutants and the. Uh, Camp Crusty's Camp Nightwear or whatever game on Game Boy. Right, that was one I played a ton of. Um, really enjoyed that one. I think I knew more about the game, uh, the Simpsons games, than and like cleaning the arcade than I knew about the show because wow, I didn't, like the show. I just like watched. I remember mostly an episode or two from my childhood, but all the Halloween specials. Like every Halloween, I'd be like, "Oh, can we watch Simpsons?" And like always, come on. Like parents would remember to like let us watch it. I remember too, because like they're all like Bart's really heavily featured in like a lot of the games at the time, and I remember like you know schools getting upset where like people wearing Bart shirts and like eat my shorts was like bad words and like <laughs> it, yeah it was it was an interesting era of like I never connected with Bart in that way of like being this kind of Ferris Bueller like representation of you know the Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes like ah oh, he's a rebel it was like it's just the whole family was funny uh, yeah Blades of Steel definitely yeah. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers owned it, played it. Yep. Yeah, double dribble. My brother's a big basketball fan, so played lots of double dribble. I remember like the dunks would have like a like a cutscene. Like, <laughs> yes. You would see like a close-up of the guy like dunking. And so Yeah, I didn't really get into like basketball games except for on Super Nintendo, we had a game called Bill Ambeer's Combat Basketball, which was hilarious to play. It was just like fun. But I mean, like everyone else, like when NBA Jam came out, like just right. played a ton of NBA Jam. Love that game. Uh, a lot of Star Wars games in the NES. Did not play any of them. I don't even uh, know what they were, looked like. Willow. I think I remember playing a little bit. I remember like what his village looks like at the beginning. Was there also an arcade game of Willow, or is it just the NES game? I think there was a bunch of stuff. Because actually, I remember yeah. playing something like it in the arcade, and like because I was like, oh, I love this movie, and then play the arcade game. Like I'm so bad at it. Batman Return of the Joker did not play. Back to the Future. No, but that's another great. Uh, oh, angry video game. That episode. game was so annoying, man. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Like, I just hated the Back to Future stuff. It was not very good. Akari and, Warriors have played a, a ton dude, of. Dude, Akari Warriors just getting into the tank, man. Getting in the tank and being able to come out of it. I was like, this is cool. Like, and it, it reminded me like of a like a more vertical like Contra sort of. I was like, wait, are they the Contra soldiers? It's like this is kind of cool. Great co-op. Yeah, really, co-op really stuff, solid man. co-op. Yeah, game. loved it. Um, it. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Russian Attack played a lot of i don't know if we'll get to that skate or die very confused by was not good at but i remember that having kind of a fun like 3d effect super c of course because it's contra did not play tmnt2 wizards and warriors never really got into that the best thing about wizards and warriors is when your health gets low so like you know in in zelda games it'll like beep beep, 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 beep. yeah in wizards and warriors it would play and you're like, okay, I get, let me get some health. <laughs> it just like, you're in trouble, theme. And I remember there was like a, a pixel perfect jump around halfway through that game that you had to make. 
Batman Returns. I was played on the Super Nintendo. Did not play that. On yeah, the NES. no, that was a Super Nintendo one. That's. I bet somebody. I bet that video series exists on the web of like the NES versus the SNES like franchise thing. Yeah, because there were a lot of Super Nintendo games that got some weird NES version. Like Tournament Fighters is one because that's going to be part of that Calbunga collection coming out. We're getting both this S, the yeah, the different versions of that, which will be interesting to see. Uh, I think Goonies came out for Famicom. But I played Goonies too. Yeah, another big one, I don't think you've gotten to it yet, is um, Marble Madness. Mm, yeah. Loved playing that game. Played that on PC. I had a yeah. neighbor that had it on PC, and so I think I played that mostly on there. But yeah. Uh, the Mickey games, I didn't get so into that. So you didn't play Mickey Super Mouse Capade? No. Oh, man. I spent a lot of time on that game. I used to really like, I was like it was one of my goals just to beat it. I don't think I ever beat it as a kid. I had to come back and beat it later, but had a blast playing that game every time. It was just really fun, actually. Maniac Mansion only played that on PC. Robin Hood has an NES game. I wonder. There's Russian Attack. Um, here we go. Sweet Home. Shout out. Oh. Didn't play it, but I mean, it's a fun game to learn about when I did the Art Resident <laughs> Evil retrospective. Um, oh, these good TMNT games. Okay. Five out of six. <laughs> uh, where do we go? There's Willow again. Yeah, I saw you passed the Ghostbusters games. Those, hmm. uh, I like Ghostbusters 2 more than 1. 1 was really compl- yes. um, hard to play. Another good AVGN but episode. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, like, I like the car part. Like It was kind of fun, like driving Ecto-1 on the side-scrolling part, like jumping over things. and then We had to like buy equipment and level up. And again, like that... That was the same in with the Ghostbusters 80s, 1. When I was like eight years old, it was like, I don't. Well, Ghostbusters 1 is kind of like, like Zelda, where you need to know what each item really does. And if you buy the correct things, you actually can progress in the game not to di- like not that difficultly. Right. You know, Kung Fu we difficult. talked about. I'm not seeing here, but Raid on Bungling Bay I'm not is like with a that helicopter one. shooter game. And I played that out. Legendary Wings was like a, a top down kind of 1941 huh. okay. you know, dodge and shoot kind of vibe, except you were like this fantasy being and there's big, crazy, weird bosses that you're fighting. Goonies 2, as I mentioned. Um, just shout out to this console. Because this was the beginning of me. I owned everything since then. Like I, I, okay. didn't, I didn't own a Saturn and I didn't own, I never owned the Master System. I, got a, I didn't own a Genesis until after it was like, not the console to own, but I went okay. back because I wanted to go back through and experience a lot of those games. So I like and bought it retro, you know, and went back and played. We got a Super Nintendo, but then my brother got the Genesis. So I I got a Super Nintendo and then eventually a Game Boy. He got a Genesis and eventually somehow, I don't know how he convinced our parents to buy him a Game Gear because how expensive it yeah. was. And like just the batteries would go through. But Six batteries, baby, so gone. It was huge. And I remember I would like he didn't really play it a lot, so I didn't really have a problem when he would be out going over there. And like I remember playing Sonic One and Two a lot. Right? Um, was it not stu- uh, one of the Virtual Racer was another one because it was like a 3D racer. And on Game Gear, just playing the Game Gear Sonics, I like actually yeah. really like the Game Gear Sonic. I, play, games, I love the Game man. Gear Sonic. Yeah. I think Ninja Gaiden on Game Gear. I think that was the Ninja Gaiden I played. I think that was like my intro to the series. Rampage on the NES. Oh man, uh, definitely played that a lot. Also, like I was blown away by how different the arcade game was from it. Yeah, like, just, even just visuals. I was like, because I got really good at Rampage. I remember, I remember getting close to beating it, but our we needed to go to sleep. Right, and I begged my parents not to turn off the NES or whatever because we're like we're in the like second to last level. We're gonna beat it in the morning. Morning, it was turned off. I was like, ah, didn't want to, did not want to have to get back there again. It was like a marathon session. I was like, yeah, that's not happening. RBI baseball. 
A lot of people uh, played RBI baseball. Loved a uh, tiny little touch. After you hit a home run, the next time you get a line drive, the crowd would cheer. They were mm. like so excited. You know, they get all ramped up. I was like, I'd ask my brother, like, why are they cheering? And he's like, well, they're excited because you just, <laughs> the crowd's all warmed up. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, RC Pro-Am, I remember playing the little Had a lot down. of fun with that, collecting all, like, the letters and, like, avoiding oil slicks. It was, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, I remember going over to my friend. Shout out to the Beeman's family friends, and I remember my dad's roommate in college. I remember going over and they had. I saw. I spotted the NES in their living room right when I walked in. Like, oh, and I was like, "What do you guys got?" And I flip up the case and look into their NES. Jeopardy. I was like, "Whoa, Jeopardy!" Jeopardy? <laughs> and like, of course, I could have grabbed something else, but I was like, "Gotta know how Jeopardy plays." And you had to like type in the letter, the words, and stuff. Um, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Well, I got to dig that up. No, I I had Last Crusade on NES. Whoa! Of course, there's a Super Nintendo, like the the, the, the trilogy. The, basically, yeah, the that was NES really Last Crusade was insane because you had like the Grail puzzle. We had to like make. They you know how he does the drawing, but you yeah. had to like do it like a six nine piece puzzle thing where you slide the things to make the image. You had the tank stage where you had to like fight the wow. dudes on the tank and without falling off. Yeah, like the it, indie retro almost happened, man. Like in the golden uh, age when we talked about all the dream retros we wanted to make, there was because there's some random you know like pinch you know twist my arm make me play Last Crusade of Fate of Atlantis again on PC. But Ooh. I mean this like the whole idea of like owning the system, and I think the reason why my brother and I had to 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 to, to pony up for that console was like we got Atari as a gift because it was kind of like, you know, it was the early '80s and it was kind of like the fun thing to own. Like my mom was into Pac-Man, you know, like I, like it was kind of cool and like we had family friends that had it. But I think like this idea of my parents being like another console, like yeah yeah yeah, it's like it's only been a couple years since we got the Atari. Like why do you what game on it do you like? Like well. This, Punch out games fun, but they got all this other stuff, and like, okay, and so it uh-huh. like the fact that we had to save up for it, and then just thinking of every game, like right now my Switch in my backpack, I have a physical copy of Animal Crossing. Like, there's a physical game still in that tiny Nintendo system, you know, and so it's like the idea of like I have the Nintendo game, time to mm-hmm. put it into my Nintendo console and play it, you know. It's a new century. I'm in my 40s, and like I'm still at it, <laughs> you know. And it all began with this that NES and and. How fun those games are. And again, not to mention, of course, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3. You know, like, didn't get into Mega Man and a lot of these franchises that I should have at the time. But um, I, I enjoyed Mario because those games were just so damn good. You know, just, yeah. you could just tell. You, you play all these weird licensed games, and then you put in Super Mario Brothers 3, and it's like, how how'd they do this? How does that game look so good? They, when, just knew their, they, yeah. they, they just knew their hardware very well. Or everyone else was just trying to make games for you know either multiple platforms or just trying to like capitalize on it. I do remember you talking about like the concept of buying a new like system. Like the like I definitely remember my parents being confused about why the NES games wouldn't work on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like backwards compatibility. They're like, wait, we have to buy a whole new system, but it doesn't play the old games. Yeah. That was a big thing when we asked for it for like for Christmas. They were like. It's, if it's not gonna play your old games, why are we gonna buy you this? Like it was like we had to do a lot of convincing and stuff. Well, like, like my brother and I, like, it's like uh, even now, it's a tough argument for parents. I can't imagine us like you know and our you know we children being like, look, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, and so th- then now I gotta play it a ton because I gotta prove to them it was a smart decision. <laughs> I gotta put in a lot of hours here. Um, I remember playing Super Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and when you pause Super Ghouls and Ghosts, it goes. And I remember my dad walked in the room and he was like, Brandon. And I paused. And he like gave me a look like, 
Are you making fun of me? And I was like, no, it's just the game. I'm just pausing the game. What? That's uh, ah, great. So many good memories. But yeah, you, the game, like the games you didn't get into, like for me, it was like Final Fantasy. Did not get into any of those. Yeah. I asked, I actually used my birthday present to get Final Fantasy 2 for, for Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, because I played it at a friend's house, but played it, but like it was just too much for me. I remember playing it for a few hours and then like, Remember my mom saying like I'm never buying you another one of these RPG games again because you barely played it and you spent and it was more expensive at the time because the games were all different prices back then. Yeah. So yeah, she was just like saw that like you really didn't play this game and I every time you replay Fortnite, you see your mom. Oh, now you're playing. Yeah. It. So like five now minutes. you got your big fancy gaming job. I just, now you like. Yeah. I, I just never really like got drawn into that series and that that one I like I had fun at my friends but like it was just one part when got beyond it. I was like, oh, this gets really hard. And like, what are all these spells? I have like, it was so beyond me. So it was something that just took like maybe another 10 years before I tried Final Fantasy again after that. I was like, the next Final Fantasy game I was ready to buy into uh, without, and it was relevant, new, was Final Fantasy 10. So after two, right. four, it was 10. That's how long. Like seven didn't convince me to get in. Eight didn't. Nine didn't. Like six didn't. It was like, nope. Like, it was such, uh, the last thing I would say about the NES, it was such an eclectic console like it was so prolific and just had so much weird license stuff that like it was always a tr it was always a, a, a special thing going over to a friend's house even like someone like I didn't really hang out with that often that I would just be like maybe it would be like after like baseball practice or something and like hey like you, you're, my mom can pick me up for another hour is it okay if I just go over to your house for an hour and she can pick me up there like sure then I go over and like oh you got an NES and just like what do you plan open up like Friday the 13th like what what and like oh it's kind of cool you gotta like nah. get away from them and like oh okay we're yeah. in a house and like oh i hear the music like here we go jaws yeah jaws where you're like swimming down and you're like trying to harpoon him and just like what i didn't i I, it, for, I would get alarm bells in my head when i would see some licensed thing that wasn't like i deeply love this franchise and so i gotta play it but it was just fun to play through a friend you know check out something for like an hour like what a weird version of that yeah. what a challenge to bring that movie to life in 8-bit graphics <laughs> What a weird console. Thank yep, you, yeah. Nintendo. Thank you for here I am now after so many years. And I think Atari had something to do with it. Certainly the Game Boy. I, pro I probably put more hours in the Game Boy than I did. Still managed to not play Pokemon. Still managed to. Yeah. I you know, was a Game Boy you know, person. Never played Pokemon yeah. until probably 10 years after it came out. Like the first one came out. Yeah. But just the, the like, if I had a television that I could enjoy, there was a video game console hooked up to it. Thank you. To, thanks to Nintendo. Um, so. Shout out. If you, want to if you want to ask me one last time what I want to talk about in terms of this company, Nintendo, uh, that just defies any rules that we try to set up in this industry about how you, how you make games, how you break rules, and how you run a business, they, they're certainly going to continue doing that their own way. So, For sure. Shout out. I got to ask you one thing mm -hmm. about uh, more, uh, kind of a current thing. So a little bit newsy, just mm -hmm. to keep it. Um, recently, when the, the tweet from... Miyamoto about the Mario movie delay. Just, right. This is Miyamoto. Yeah. Like, hi everybody. Um, <laughs> it's like you. All, I mean, like, I have so many thoughts. The first thought is, what if it's not? Yeah. What if it's like some new ploy? Can he? Can Can Miyamoto get out ahead of this? You know, if like, what if what if Miyamoto ran out and say, it's not me. That's not. I actually. I don't know who what they're yeah, talking about. I did, not, I did I, not have this conversation. Would we believe Miyamoto? Nintendo. Why are you pretending to be Miyamoto? Yeah. Um. 
that like, he did it on the official structure. account. Does he not have a Twitter account? Yeah, so I was gonna say like, like, yeah, it was just like a like a grab for the power here, where he's like, "This is Miyamoto. I now control the Nintendo account." Like, like the pre- the press person was at the chair next to him when he got off the phone and speakerphone. Oh, it's too bad they're gonna be so upset that we had to delay the movie. Give me your phone. What? No, this is the official account. So, Give me the account. And I'll tweet it. I, I got to well, let them know that first. Yeah, the, the this P- is Miyamoto. Yeah, their communications department had a nice tweet ready to go. Miyamoto right. looked it over, probably like he does with the games, no. and like no. appended the tea table and yeah. goes, I'm going to change. I'm going to, I got some changes I'm going to make. And just did some crossing out yeah. and added in. And then we got, this is Miyamoto. Right. I talked with Chris Son <laughs> about uh, this, you know, movie, and we feel it's best that it should come out in spring of 2023. And, I don't want the question I want to ask you because, like, I think I never have gotten your tangible thoughts on w- expectations for this movie since, like, the voice cast was now. Oh, my, my roommate yeah. was starting to read leak stuff and I had to s- shut him up. I was like, please stop reading, like, leak stuff. I was like, because he was like trying to tell me, like, oh, the, the, he's like, they're confirming this. I'm like, I don't want to know till I see it. I was like, I don't want to know anything because. Just the casting stuff and who they're casting for has put these crazy ideas in my head about, like, and like, and Charles Martinet is gonna be doing something in the movie, even though he's not the main voice of Mario. It's yeah. like, what kind of voice is Chris Pratt gonna be doing for Mario? You know, and and what? How is that gonna go? Like Jack Black's Bowser? How is that? Like Seth Rogen's Donkey? I'm so many things. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm just curious. I've said enough. I'm curious. Like, what comes to mind when you saw that cast? And like, what do you think about you know Illumination Mario movie? Like, do you have any expectations from this? I mean, I, I think the safest thing to do is just to expect a, a highly commercialized adventure with lots of side jokes and like a really kind of generic family lesson of brothers getting together and loving each other no matter what. Uh, so that's my expectation. You know, it's like I there's a lot of things I would love for them to get into. There are weird, strange, dark corners of the Mario universe that I would love to investigate. I think the one thing that they could do that I would be so impressed with, I would be in the theater like, wow. I would go to Twitter and be like, I'm not going to spoil what they did in that movie, but I am so proud of them. If they just kind of lean into like, okay, we got this fire-breathing guy, this monster, who's just super set on this blonde for some for whatever reason. You know, is it because he really hates Mario or like, what's going on there? Like, where did, you know, there's in Mario Kart, there's a little... It's little baby versions of them. Is that them when they were babies? Or is that babies from them? Did they, Are they married? You know what I mean? Like, that, like, they don't have to, like, I don't need to see the wedding, like the Muppets. But, like, if they can at least kind of touch on the fact that those questions are out there. If they can, ch- like, I would, l- I expect the kind of Lego Batman joke of cutting, of, of Mario being like, we have to get her out of there. She's probably miserable right now. And it just cuts to like Princess Leia style. Just her, just like, just in, you know, alone. And like one of the Goomers comes in or somebody, you know, like one of the Koopa kids comes in and like, hey, here's the lemonade you want. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like she actually, it's okay. Like she's not, Mario's the one out there suffering the whole time. And she's just like, you know, he's a nice <laughs> castle. You know, he's got a nice view and, you know, he, you know, he, he doesn't treat me poorly when I'm like trapped in his tower because he's out managing all the traps that Mario's got to run into. Like it's those two are just so obsessed with fighting each other. And like, I just kind of get wrapped up in the middle. Like I I would like them to do that in a way that um, some of the the paper Mario games have done, you know, like without bringing a ton of new weird characters into it. Although if they brought in the super Mario RPG and paper Mario characters, that'd be great. But they always 
I always got a vibe from that stuff where it was like I can see the developer making this game for adults, but not being able to totally go into these weird reality questions and stuff. But suggested enough that I can appreciate it as an adult. But then my kid can still watch this, and all those jokes go right over there. Like, you took the words out of my mouth about I would the Paper Mario and Super Mario RPG references. Like I wish they would go more for like that humor, yeah. but also like the crazy characters. Like from the older ones, like bringing in like those types of secondary characters, the supporting roles. I mean, the, the the fear I get, like everything you said about your expectations, is probably like you know the baseline expectation I have is like it's probably going to be a by the numbers, like you know commercialized like piece that's trying to like you know become like a franchise of some sort. But it's like it's going to lean into all those tropes. That you know we're going to be in there, but it's like would they have crazy characters? You know, the, the from the older games, but like Miyamoto kind of like, you know, got in a little bit of a crossfires, rightfully or not, for a quote that was at the time attributed to him about, oh, we have a new rule about like Mario characters. Like they have to, like there's a standardized like toad look basically. And toads can only be different colors or be the male female versions, but like no more of these crazy like archaeologist toad or, or toad as a profession or whatever. Like they have to all look Whoa. very okay. homogenized. And it's all like, right. No, like, where's the fun and excitement from that? Right. And I'm, that's my dread of this is that they're n- they're not Miyamoto's not going to let them go too crazy with anything right. here. It's going to be very ex like as expected, nothing surprising. So it's going to be a very bland, kind of dull, but okay movie. Like, it's just not going to have the oomph and pizzazz that I feel like like, yeah. like what Sonic did, like live action Sonic. It's like we took some risk here. We we did some things. Uh, yeah. so, you know whether they worked or not, it's up to everyone's interpretation. But I, I think a was lot of that worked to me. The new story worked. The human yeah. characters worked. The the references to the games. Like I was excited at the. I haven't seen Sonic too, but I was like I, when it was getting near the end and teasing the next movie. I'm like I'm not even that big of a Sonic fan, and like I'm worked up. Um, what I think would be fun it, uh, is. This here's a way they could salvage even the worst Chris Pratt performance. Because the poor guy, it's not that Chris Pratt's a bad actor or we think that Chris Pratt's not going to do a good job in an animated something. It's just like, who wants that job? of be- Oh, I'm, I'm a new Mario. Like, what a nightmare of, like, expectations. But it'd be fun if he's just kind of, like... If if he turns out CG look like just realistic and kind of weird, you know, like a little too much detail, ah, his nipples, you know, like whatever, like all the Mario jokes over the years of like too much, too much, <laughs> um, and then forty five minutes into it, you find out, oh wait, this is just another Mario. Like this is not the Mario that went through a lot of these adventures. This is not the one from Sunshine. This is not the mm-hmm. one with Odyssey or anything. And so like he crosses over, you know, Doctor Strange style into, like, another dimension. Yeah. And maybe at the end needs to Spider-Verse bring all of the Marios together to the, the grandest power of Star Mario or whatever. Like, like you know, kind of like Super Mario World where he goes up into the, the space and now all the stars align and, oh, I can see the other Mario worlds. And out comes the non-speaking 64 Mario who's all polygon, you know, and then here uh. comes the 2D pixel Mario. Here comes the 2D paper Mario, the, the, the like kind of eight position Super Mario RPG where it's just the corners and then out comes Mario Charles Martinet and it's like yes I'm Mario I'll help you with this weird Mario that we just met movie Mario so that like that movie Mario can get its own amiibo so that we can put a separator and welcome you into the fold but it's not like this weird retcon where we're like is this gonna be the story from now on or what yeah yeah 
man. It's it's a, it's a hard thing to do, especially now. Like if they had done this ten years ago or something, but it's like it's been so long for you to now make an. They did it almost movie, thirty like, years ago, but live action. I but, mean, well, that was but whole, that was a whole thing. Yeah. Man, the, the, Are they gonna reference? I'm just that, like, baby? yeah. I just Ooh, don't know we. if it's gonna have like the charm I'm expecting. Like uh, it, it sucks. Like cause you never want to think you have better ideas than anybody because like let them try you it first. You don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, is that the official stance of the Friend Code podcast? I mean, I, I, like, who knows? What well, sounds good in your head, but like, one of the things we talked about in the past was like how, because they confirmed, as we said, Charles Martinet is going to be in there. Yeah. It's like, how is he going to do the voice? And like, I think one time, like, we had an idea. The, the latest idea that pops in my head that would be good as a joke and like, you know, a good cameo for him would be like, in this world, Mario's already a big deal. Like he's like the he's like sure. the he's got a merchandising everything. Yeah. So he's sitting in his home, kind of like depressed and stuff. And <laughs> he's playing the newest version of his game. And like they're asking him, and he goes, and then you he's playing it, and he hears, and it's Charles Martinet doing the game voice. Like it's a me, Mario. And he just calls up the agent. That sounds nothing like me. And like because fans would be like, that's hilarious. Because like that is Mario. What are you talking about? But like, yeah. But like something dumb like that. Like yeah. you know they're not gonna do that. It's like. It sounds like he's like a construction worker and like it spikes his boss or something. So it's like, who knows? Like, like yeah, is it even going to have like the Mushroom Kingdom in the beginning? It's probably going to yeah. be like real world and he probably crosses if it, over. If it's like yeah. half real life lessons and half jokey, it's like, yeah. I do one or the other. I, it'd be weird to. Yeah, because like Jack Black and Bowser, like, yeah, you have to have comedy there. It'd be like kind of, unless he's doing like yeah. a weird take on Bowser. If or there isn't like one the sentimental D reference, yeah. I'm going to be very upset. Whether Nintendo knew he was doing it or not, I hope, yeah, there's at least a, a celebration of the weird cast they brought together. Yeah. We will see. But, yeah, we will see. It, as, as, again, it has been delayed, so... Yeah. Part of me hopes it's Sonic's turn, and Mario's now going to be chasing Sonic for that, the for, the, for those movie bucks. How? And it's like, yeah, that first Mario movie made more than the first Sonic <sighs> movie, but it's going to be another couple years before we get Mario 2. We're already on to Sonic 3. You know, so the Sonic movie franchise has now made more yes. money. You know, like what a I, weird reality where the great. Mario games are the ones that sell better, but like the Sonic movies do better, but yeah. more average people care about movies. So they're like, Sonic's the bigger deal. Like, oh, Mario's is a bigger game, whoop de doo, but like his movies stink. And it's like, I look, yeah, Sonic's actually bigger than Mario. I wow. think the I think the sales in the international movie sales of the first Mario movie are going to just destroy the first Sonic movie. But I look forward to that Sonic tweet. Of like, oh, congratulations! Ding! It's just him, like Mario with all like the Sonic coins or something, like just some kind of little wink, you know, from Sonic, being like, "You couldn't, you couldn't let me have this movie franchise, could you? You had to sneak in. Couldn't um, do it. So we'll see. But I'll be there. I'll be there watching it. And this is why we haven't heard about the new Mario game yet, because watch, it's gonna be the Mario movie, movie game. That would be ultimate, like synergy marketing nonsense. I don't think that's happening, but. It's not gonna be like the wizard where we're gonna get the trailer for the next Mario game at the end of the the Mario animated movie. If they have him playing like a game that's not released in there, and dude, that's the Easter egg, he like oh. wa- dude, if he like walks past, okay, oh, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. So you're in, like you said, it's all his games, right? And he's like at his house, and so he goes by. You know, he's got all the gold plated records, you know, like up in the wall, and he goes by, and it's like walk. He's talking to Luigi on the phone. Yeah, well, you know, and he passes like Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers two, Super Mario Brothers three, and it's like the order, and then it like you can see the beginning of a frame of the next one. He what? And turns around and walks <laughs> away, and you're like, oh, he was so close. They keep teasing. What's oh? What is the? Like, that's the last game you made. Yeah, it would be no really news good. on the. On, you know. That'd be good. I don't have. The high hopes of that happening, but I think high hopes are a dangerous thing to have with this because oh yeah, 
it's not does Miyamoto have a ton of experience in movies? Does like, that, you know, this Illumin- is... like Despicable Me is not my favorite <laughs> animated franchise. No. Like it's it, they're, like they're funny and and certainly marketable and the minions are just like are very entertaining but like it um this is something that would have been perfect for we'll like a DreamWorks animation or like a, yeah. like like Disney's 3D not Pixar but like Disney's 3D animation studios like let them do something with that but yeah, I don't not not really a fan of or elimination you, stuff. Or even like over the years, like when like Shadows of the Empire came out, and now the High Republic, like Star Wars has done initiatives that were bigger than any one game or any one, you know, movie or something. And so you would get something that was was a story that kind of encompassed a lot of different mediums. And that would be neat if this was tied to at least like one other thing. But it's like it's just this movie out of nowhere that doesn't seem tied to anything based on a world that has never really had a story, starring a brand new cast, <laughs> like. I'm excited. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I could get out of this that I've ever wanted. As long as I played Super Mario Brothers one on the NES back in the day, it's tied to bring it around. So we'll see. This is where yeah. we're going. Expectations we're are probably a bad thing to have in your inventory when you walk into that theater. Yeah, let them all go. Yeah, but I think we'll get that trailer probably this summer. I think we're getting a trailer this summer. Mm. Like, I, I think that was always going to be the plan. So. I just want to see what it looks like. That, yeah. that like just, just, don't, just curious. Don't watch but, it before we get that reaction. We need that. Oh reaction. yeah, absolutely. Just, at least from you. Reaction. Like yep. so, just tweet me that it's like out. Just don't tweet me images and stuff. Like oh yeah, you see the part with Jack Black doing this <laughs> thing as Bowser. Like what gets the cool? metal guitar like, and like yeah, he plays Kyle Gas comes he in. He plays pick a desk. Oh my god, if Kyle Gas <laughs> can voice just one Koopa, just literally one, then he like skadoosh, like kicks him off of the camera. Like oh yeah. And I'll, I'll, I, dude, I'm gonna wait until the credits and be like, please, please, Kyle, oh my God, Kyle Gas, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mario movie sneaking in Come for the soon. last podcast yeah. of my technical employment at Easy Allies. Kudos. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. First episode that we recorded back in the studio for a while. Yeah, like we've just been doing a lot of guests, and the guests aren't local, so you know, well, it doesn't really work out. Technically, I'm a guest. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, embracing that new uh, I get, title. I can get paid for this appearance. Guest. Yeah, I'm, I'm making VO guess, money guess, now. Guess, guess, guess. Personal appearances in the studio, I do not, mm. unless it's Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jones. Um, I got to do some shout-outs though please, for please, the please, month please. of May. Just hitting it in time. Um, we got shout-outs for Jabawabs, mm-hmm. Elthanis, mm-hmm. Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick. And Anna Croft, shout out. Shout out. Got to see uh, some of those in the, a little bit of a tribute video to you earlier. Just on wrapped the up the showcase. showcase. Yeah. yeah. Got to see a lot of people I haven't seen. It was really nice. Before. That was very enjoyable. Yeah. It was really awesome to see that. So, again, thank you to our wonderful community. Um, we'll get back on track with Q, uh, Q&A submissions for episodes just in uh, a little bit. Sorry, I've been off on that for the last two episodes. But a farewell to Brandon Jones. Thank you so much. So glad to have you on. I enjoy it, yeah. Hopefully it's not maybe the last time. Oh, no, yeah, I'll definitely be back to guest stuff. But it, shout out to shout out to Nintendo because you were like, hey, I'll just grab you for a frame trap or grab you for a frame code. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's not hard to think of a topic. It's not hard to just kind of just look back on, you know, that many years, 30 years, I guess, or however when I started playing the NES, like, you know, 35 years um, of, uh, yeah, there's some games in there. There's some memories I can recall. So thank you for this opportunity. To share to share the love for Nintendo. Always a pleasure, Jones. And until next time, everybody, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.